So this is Vomiting Rainbows, episode number 64, a darker news podcast with Blag the Ripper, who I tell him stories he knows nothing about. Then he violates them and spits them back in a beautiful rainbow. Nice. We're 64 today. I know, 64. That's crazy. We're almost to 65. When I get older, losing my hair. I can't, I cannot like, yeah, we have, I have just been slacking so much. I just haven't like been doing the podcast and I feel bad about it. But this one, okay. I think this one, we're going to do something different. We're going to go back in time to uh, a story that I just heard about. And I felt like we had to discuss it because I had never heard of it. So have you heard of Catherine Knight? Catherine Knight? No. So Catherine's like, uh, she had, she's from Australia. She had a rough upbringing. She was abused by family members, often saying she was raped by her family members and beaten. Yeah, that. Uh, she was raised with seven other si siblings. Uh, and then, of course, her dad left. And so her mom raised her on her own um, in Aberdeen. I don't know. If you... Did the other siblings also get beaten? I imagine. And yeah, they and... they allude that her dad, like later, another dad came in. He was like a drunk. Her first father was not abusive. Her second father was abusive, mm -hmm. and so her second dad was like a drunk and like. Then Speaking of abusive. Oh, there you guy. go. Look at that guy. Rollo. If you can't see because of the podcast, uh, Black <laughs> just picked up his beautiful cat. He's rather, uh, he's rather abusive, this cat. As he, he looks real abusive. As <laughs> he just picked, sister. Yeah, as you picked <laughs> him up and just slung him off to the side. <laughs> and he didn't do anything, didn't care at all. <laughs> um, so one of the things about Catherine was she was notorious in her town. She uh, was known for getting into armed combat with anyone who crossed her path. <laughs> so okay. like, she would like if somebody up upset her she would just like go to war with them and like wow. she was brutal um but somehow she won the fancy of her first husband uh david collette and her mom met david for the first time and she told him to watch catherine because she will fucking kill you <laughs> And the first night of their marriage, Catherine tried to string, strangle David. So they were off to a great start, regardless. <laughs> uh, she attacked him with frying pans, uh, all kinds of stuff, cracked his skull. Um, and she did these things for things like not having sex with him enough so wow she, yeah so she wanted or, or with her enough so she wanted to have sex like at least three times a night and he would go to sleep and then she would just like lay into him um, wow now let me ask you a question uh -huh. so have you have you ever had a girl that injured you or hurt you or threw stuff at you and that type of stuff i mean i've had like a girl get aggressive but not really throw stuff at me as much i've only had one it was that first girlfriend you know mm -hmm. so it snuck up on me i had no idea i mean one day she's a cheerleader and in a junior in high school right and a couple of years later there's you know plates and 
oh, Jesus. And, yeah. and frying and, and flying at my head and fucking I remember her throwing an ashtray at my head once like and I think what people don't understand is that like if somebody takes a hard object and throws it at your head they can hurt you it doesn't matter if it's, really bad if it's a male or a female you know absolutely I mean? like people there's there's some women that really go go crazy and, has, and and I'm not saying I'm not infuriating you know but in the you know in, in all my subsequent relationships I just always avoided any kind of woman that I thought oh, yeah that could potentially happen with because i i had actually experienced it through the first time around when i was young you know and it was very strange like it's so strange it catches you off guard and you don't really know what to do with it for a while and then you kind of figure out oh she's out of her mind you know i i yeah. get it you know but it but it takes it takes a minute so um so then eventually he left her because she said he said that she was too possessive and he feared for her, his life um they actually did have a daughter together um and she was placed in the hospital because she was seen seen violently pushing her daughter in a stroller like down the street side to side just shaking it violently side to side and people Jeez. feared for the for the the child um so while wow. she, she, in the hospital she was diagnosed with postpartum depression um <laughs> yeah um she she took her daughter after she was released from the hospital and put her daughter on the train tracks in town and then left and went home and got an ax and started walking around the town, threatening to kill everyone with the ax. Um, her daughter <laughs> was rescued by a guy who saw the child screaming on the tracks just before the train came. So now how come how come no entity ever stepped in to try and take the kid away from this woman? Dude, I have no idea. I mean, this where is, was where was the town? Where were the where where were the authorities here? I mean, this is like the 80s, so it's very unclear. Look, it, that wasn't prehistoric times. I mean, we had no. we had child welfare agencies. No, I, I don't know what it is in Australia. I think that they just thought that she was that they would get her help in the hospital. And then she kind of had this really, she had this way of talking her way out of stuff. So she was kind of, she would it's be that like- that accent, it's very yeah. cute, you know? You can yeah. say pretty much anything. Except for they all have the accent too, I'm so. Using my child, you know? Just gonna do a little killy. Yeah, you can, you can get away with it, you know? I'll beat her about the head, neck, and chest area. Yeah. You know, that, so, that type of thing. So after that, they put her back in the hospital and after she signed herself out the next day. Mm. A, a few days later, she went up to a woman, slashed her in the face with a knife and then demanded to go to her ex-husband's house and he, she was going to go kill him. Um, and then the cops came and she took a boy hostage with a knife and then the police apparently i don't understand this exactly why they did this but they used a bunch of brooms and disarmed her and then put her back in the hospital maybe they didn't think that she was neat and clean enough yeah. and, they, and they figured they if they subdued her with brooms it would teach her to to clean up after I've, I've got the perfect idea you know what we should do is uh we'll just put her back in the hospital because that's clearly working so they put her back in the hospital her now, is this like a psychiatric hospital? I'm yeah, I get the impression. Okay. 
I get the impression it's like a two for one hospital. It's like a healthcare hospital, but also like a mental institution. Okay. So after that, her husband, her ex-husband now had heard that she was threatening to kill him and his mom. So what did he do? Move back to town to support her as one right. does. <laughs> um, and that's how they rope you in the truly yeah. insane woman it's like you know the, the you, you you know guys trying to escape and it's like oh no you're too deep in now but yeah. you know you, it's just gonna get stickier and more demented the more you you try and get out you know obviously he cared deeply for her so he um she got out of the hospital she landed her dream job which was at a local people pointlessly no at a at a local slaughterhouse cutting up meat (laughs) so that was she was so good at her job she was given uh her own set of knives (laughs) oh what could possibly go wrong and and guess where she put those knives over her headboard (laughs) right above the bed (laughs) you gotta be ready it so, to be prepared. Yeah, she was prepared. That's what actually now she's that, facing life as a single woman, and so she's out there. She needs no, to she's still about, with she's back with the guy. So she's back oh, okay. with her husband. But okay. where they and belong. she had domesticity. Yeah, so she had a second daughter with that same guy, David, and then she left her husband uh for another man. The other man was named uh well. Hold on. She had a relationship kind of like in between and had a a, a son with that other guy. Uh, okay. Oh, no. Hold on. I'm jumping too far ahead. Forget that. Um, she she met this guy, David Saunders, another guy. Um, they were in a toxic relationship. He had another apartment and she kind of didn't want like he didn't want to move in with her. Um, he knew about all of her like stuff that she had going on, but he was like, still cool. Um, He told, she told him if he ever cheated on, on her, she would kill him. And then she took his. That seems reasonable. I mean, who could complain about that? No, seems like a great relationship. Yeah. And then she took his, his puppy dingo and slit the dingo's throat right in front of him and said like this <laughs> oh god that's horrible horrible and, and then why, guess- and doug why is it that when we hear about these people who are so so terrible to their fellow man and to their mates and to their friends and even to their kids it doesn't hurt us as much as when it's a wild animal of some kind you know a right. dog or a cat or a dingo you know it's like a little baby I mean, and a little it, puppy it, it's Ugh. so it, it for some reason that touches us deep at the core Ugh. is the idea of like the unfairness of this person that's so unfair that they even take it out on you know the the natural world and destroy you know a puppy you know what i mean i mean it's it's yeah and then guess what she did right after that she knocked him out with a frying pan so she was really into like hitting people over the head with frying pans right and now was- did anyone ever give her a good hit back I know that's not a popular idea these days, but I think we've established that she really had no problem with doing violent acts against other people. Did anyone it doesn't ever seem subdue like, her violently? It uh, only it seemed like when she was young, 
before that, her her husbands mostly feared her for <laughs> for their lives with good reason. It yeah. sounds like yeah. So they, I'm just they, wondering if she ever got her comeuppance, you know, because it's like it's like the cash me outside girl. No, yeah. I don't she, think she so. could talk a big game, but you know, once 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 people started coming at her, no, she didn't. She wanted nothing of it. So she had a she had a third uh, daughter with um, with David, uh, and then he finally agreed to get a house with her, and she decorated it, of course, with knives and animal skulls, because you know that's <laughs> that's how sweet she is. Um, Saunders moved in the eighties. Yeah, well, this so is she would yeah, have been considered is, goth. This is nineties now, so okay. Saunders moved out of uh, moved back out of the house that they bought together because Catherine hit him in the face with an iron and then stabbed him in the stomach with scissors and then cut all of his clothes up. And, and he never beat on her at all through this whole thing. Are you sure? He just sat there taking it over and over and over again. I mean, it seems like. Listen to this. He went into hiding after this. So he went into hiding. He should have started hiding at the beginning. And she was, yeah, she was, she was looking for him and and couldn't, (laughs) and couldn't find him. Wow. Uh, So while, while he was in hiding, she got a protective order against him saying that he was the dangerous one. Right. Of course. Right. So uh, she then briefly had a stint with one of her coworkers. She said, she said me too. Yes. It was bad. Um, And so she had a, she had a, uh, a brief fling with their coworker, uh, and okay. then then had a third son with him, uh, and then met. This Did you guy. punch him in the face or hit him with a frying pan? No, nah, that one was pretty. That one wasn't bad. And then okay. then she they kept left it that, professional. It was yeah, a work. Was, it was workmate, so they kept it professional. So so then she met this guy John Price, and he had three three of his own children from another uh, another marriage. And he knew, of course, of her reputation and still was like, I'm cool with it. Like he was like, I'm I'm like ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, he refused to marry her. So she got mad at him and took a whole bunch of office. He, he had a bunch of old office equipment at home. And she he wanted her to sign a prenup. Like, look, all the knives and skulls are mine. Right. Was that was that the idea? Yeah. <laughs> So, so after that, he, she taped like all, like videoed all of the stuff that he had taken from that, from his old work, which was throwaway equipment, which they agreed, but they still fired him after 17 years of having this job. Wow. So, so she's then, just vindictive, violent, yeah. and, and, and she's, sexual. This woman. She's the whole package. Do you and want you a need number? to satisfy her? You were saying earlier she would get angry if you didn't satisfy her yeah. sexually the way she needed. And it was, it had to be multiple times per evening. Right. Right. So this was the kind of woman who, and Doug, I know you've probably dated some women like this. They, they know that the best defense is a good offense mm-hmm. and they just keep pressing the offense yeah. constantly. You know what I mean? Until, you know, it, it's, they know that you're, you're just, you're on the ropes. You don't right. know which way to turn. They got you coming and going. They want this and that, you know? Um, so they broke up. He broke up with her, obviously. And then after a little bit of time, they got back together. 
he lost all of his friends basically except for a few um because of the violence between them they were like dude we can't hang out like with you if you're with this lady because she's bananas um wow now how many times has that worked with a friend when yeah. you said that to them <laughs> yeah how many times have they said yeah you know what i think you're right yeah i'll totally a little I'll, crazy I'll, 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 leave I'll take my friend's advice and yeah get out of it. so so then never she, like, happened never the happened. must be so good you know like that people are just like ah no I'll, I'll stick with it i know yes she burned a bunny you know she yeah. boiled the bunny boiled my bunny it. but um so then uh she also did the wonderful thing of accusing his kids from the previous relationship of molesting her kids so that was great um she demanded a share of his house um and he had <laughs> just one, the toilet yeah and so uh he refused in front of one of his remaining friends and the other friend said very she said very clearly you'll never get me out of this house i'll do you in first <laughs> wow later uh she stabbed him in the uh in the chest and he kicked her out of the house that so, seems reasonable you know yeah. I, I don't think i'd let anyone stay after they stab me post stabbing there yeah. i'm not i'm not gonna let him stay so then she said uh he he left the house and went to go stay with a friend but he had to return the next day to get his children his coworkers begged him not to go back to the house. They were like, this is a bad idea. He went back anyway. Um, Catherine purchased a bunch of sexy lingerie and convinced him to stay and have sex with her. Um, and he did. I like where this is going. Yeah. Uh, the next day, the neighbor saw his car um, and he was supposed to be at work. So they like went on the window to like tap and wake him up. And when they looked in the window, blood was everywhere in the house so they wow yeah so they now are the kids still there do the kids still live with her or are they somewhere no else? so what she'd done is she'd sent the kids for a sleepover at another friend's house so pretty wise they, it was just him in the house so uh they called the cops and they the cops came and found uh catherine comatose in the front front hallway she had od'd on pills they found Saunders stabbed, stabbed to death. Um, and he had apparently tried to sneak out in the middle of the night. And she ran down the hallway, grabbing one of those knives over the headboard and chased him down the hallway with the knife, stabbed him and dragged him back into the house. And they know this because there was a trail of blood from the front door all the way down the house. The things we do for love, huh, Doug? Yeah. I mean. And this this is where if anybody is sensitive to grotesque things, you probably are listening to the wrong part. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you on this fucking show? Right. You're, you're in the wrong place. But this is, uh, this is where it went bananas. So she dragged him back in, stabbed him 37 times in the front and back. Um, and then after stabbing him, she perfectly skinned him and then wow. and then took, <laughs> took after she stabbed and perfectly skinned him and to give you an idea of how perfectly they she skinned him they reattached his skin for the funeral wow yeah 
so that he could have an open casket. So, so she had some experience skinning people, clearly. Right. I can't imagine that they had it, but it, so, so his skin was laid, uh, was hanging from the front entrance door hallway by a meat hook. And they called it, they, they said at first they thought it was some sort of curtain over the door. And then they realized it was his perfect skin just hanging wow. there. Yeah. That doesn't even, that's the start. <laughs> um, then she decapitated him so perfectly that they said she had to be completely calm. There was no jitters <laughs> or anything. Uh yeah, She's at in, that point, what is there left to be worried about? Yeah. I mean, you've got you've pretty much gone there. Right. So so then she cooked parts of his body, including his ass cheeks, and made a dinner with baked potatoes, zucchini, cabbage, uh, pumpkin, and gravy, and made plates with name cards with all the children's names and him dished out in little portions all through for each of the kids. The kids ate him? No. So it was set up that way. But there were, obviously, they didn't make it back over there. So oh, okay. um, there was one other plate that was in the backyard, thrown out in the backyard. Um, and they think that that was thrown out because she tried the meal and found it disgusting. And so she just threw it out. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah. So what's happened to this woman now? Hold on. There's still more. They found oh. his head and a big pot on the stove still cooking. Um, right. And it had a warm pot of veggies in it. So she was making like a little stew out of his head. Wow. Um, Hair and all that. Everything like the in there. Just part. the head fully in there. Wow. Um, his body was sitting in a chair completely upright sitting with a soda in his hand skinless though skinless, skinless right completely skinless so just his skeleton now is standing yeah. no no his his in... his body without skin <laughs> okay his body without skin oh yeah holy um, cow. so okay and so she left a handwritten note saying now i'm getting this is what you get for molesting my daughter um, wow so yeah. she's using she's using the woke mentality i like yeah. this um, this is good she's 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 using the 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 uh, foibles of our time to get in there and justify her her actions right and the daughter said that after many interviews it was proven completely groundless <laughs> so right um many of the responding officers were actually hospitalized and quit and couldn't eat for months after going into the crime wow. scene. Wow. She pled not guilty in court uh, because she said she couldn't even remember any of the events. Yeah. Yeah. Um, be because of the case, because of the grotesqueness of the case, many of the jurors were allowed to leave for the crime scene photos. And many of them, when they heard about the details of the case, were so disturbed, they actually dropped off the jury. <laughs> Um, the next day, uh, her attorneys, the, it the sounds like the Republican senators, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. To acquit. You know? oh, they, they seemed okay. they were so horrified that they just couldn't even face it. You know? Yeah. So after that, uh, she and after she entered her plea, the next day, 
she pled guilty. Um, the judge gave her a full psych evaluation and she was found to be sane. Uh, so they went ahead and allowed her to plead guilty. Um, she never accepted any responsibility. And while they were recapping her crimes, she got hysterical and so hysterical that they had to sedate her. Wow. And what, but she was hysterical, like, no, it was their fault kind of thing. Like, uh, all yeah, it was like, thing. she was like, I didn't do this. Like, this is nuts. Like, I wouldn't do this. Um, wow. But, but the problem was, is all of her words were used against her at trial. So several people had heard her say that she was going to kill her husband and claim <laughs> insanity and get away with it. <laughs> so she was. Some, it's best not to telegraph that one. Yeah, that's you know not a, I mean? that's not a good strategy. Yeah, yeah. So so she went and she was given uh, life with no possibility of parole, and the judge even wrote very specifically, this woman should never be allowed out in society again. Right. No matter what. Um, she is the first Australian woman to ever been be given that sentence. Wow. And I, I think she's very deserving of it. Um, her inmate, the inmates at this facility she's still at say that she is very caring and very maternal. And they even call her Nana in the facility she has she a great may, maybe she's on pills now and, and it straightened her out Is yeah that... she was she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder um yeah, i would imagine <laughs> to say the least um and uh she has a great reputation she makes headphones all day she's not allowed a cellmate um, and she is a which i think we all can agree is probably probably a good idea yeah yeah um, she's appealing her conviction because she says the sentence is too severe. I mean, and some people might argue that flaying someone alive is too severe. Right. But hey, you know, who, who are we to judge? I think we're a good judge in this. <laughs> I think anyone can judge in this one. Um, so wow. that's the end of the story. And she goes by the moniker in Australia, Kathy, the cannibal, Kathy, the cannibal. Or, or or Hannah Lecter. <laughs> Let's throw a little human flesh on the Bobby. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Wow. So because that was a little bit of a longer story, um, I cut this to just two stories. And I figure the best way to end this is with one of your favorite stories and mine, which is a Florida man story. Because All right. you gotta always have this Florida man. I've spent Story. a fair amount of time in Florida. Have you done? I have, yeah. I lived okay. in Miami. So oh, okay. Yeah. What was that like? It was great. I like, liked it. Were you like Tony Montana? Were you like the Tony Montana with a fedora or something? No. No, I I had that was back when I had like a normal job in telecom. I was not oh, man. Yeah, it was boring. Um okay. so this guy also shares your love of music. His name is Prince Midnight. He's in Tampa. His uncle uh, passed away in Greece um, and his uncle donated his body to science. But the school uh, that he donated, the, his remains were donated to, uh, couldn't really use human skeletons anymore. So they put it in a box at, in Greece and his mom was paying for the storage of those remains. Mm -hmm. 
this the school then his mom really didn't know what to do and didn't want to keep paying those fees so um she talked to prince midnight about it and he said he would handle it all um he also remembered that his uncle was a huge metal fan um and prince midnight was gotten by his uncle into playing metal guitar and started a metal band. Uh, so he decided the best way to honor his uncle was to make his uncle a Skelecaster. <laughs> the first human skeleton guitar. <laughs> wow, I think that's kind of cool. Uh, see, I'm okay with that. If the uncle would have liked it and you know, why not? So his mother said that this was disturbing and disrespectful. Of and course. But they never like your music, do they? No. And then, but Prince Midnight retorted with, what do you think he wants? To be in the ground or to be jamming? And she said, jamming. Yeah, there you go. So uh, I like what he did story. is he ended, up, he ended up drilling like into the skeleton, putting uh, a metal plate in and made a, you can see it online, the Skelecaster. Um, he said drilling into bone smells really bad, um, but right. but he's very proud of his work. And he and he said it sounds really deep and really good. You strum in the rich rib cage, and it makes me feel like I'm giving my uncle a hug. Wow! Well, yeah. good for him. He get, that gets my seal of approval, Doug. I, that's a a rare sort of happy macabre spring right. from, from our side of the tracks. It isn't without controversy, though, because the okay. Tampa Bay Times says that Prince Midnight, or as he goes by, Yago Annex is his apparently real name. Because uh, if your name's Prince Midnight, you, you need to change it to something even cooler than that. Right. So they say that he's a prankster who has, who has tricked them into publishing a two-headed alligator story, as well as the world's tallest hat and world's longest acrylic nails story. Uh, and that they say he is really a person named uh, Odeon Azare. Um, and they have pictures of Odeon next to Prince Midnight. And it's the same guy. I mean, it's the guy <laughs> is so ridiculous looking. He has right. a fake wig, fake everything. <laughs> and this guy loves to prank. Uh, the Tampa Bay Times. So they like Fair if enough. you look at it online, this guy looks so ridiculous. But it was picked up by like all over the world as like this huge news story, and it is so ridiculously like he has a fake wig on. It. <laughs> it I will I, give him great credit for this. It good, is very. One. It's a very inventive story. So regardless of if it's a real Skelecaster or not doesn't matter it's it's inspirational it's very inspirational yeah so thank everybody for like i want to thank you guys all for listening please give us like feedback but i think what we've learned is uh don't date a, a girl who works at a butcher shop who is known as the stabby dangerous girl in town right yes stabby and dangerous you want to avoid at all costs and and then unless, unless she's got drugs unless she's got drugs and then obviously be as creative as you possibly can with your uncle skeleton like i think i think that's a great idea 
Absolutely. I applaud him. It, whether it's a lie or not, it's a, it's a, it's a noble thought. Right. And then please send us your ideas, uh, any stories that you want us to cover uh, at contact uh, at vomitingrainbows.com or find us on all social media. We Vomit Rainbows. Listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and obviously rate us, help us grow. And then, of course, follow Blag. Follow the dwarves. Don't forget the dwarves.com. Never forget Doug, the dwarves. You're a great man and a sick and macabre fellow. I salute thank, you. Thank you very much. All right. You got it. Till till 65. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>